everyone. Welcome to my show, Career Leadership Podcast, a podcast to spotlight purpose-driven Asian leaders making an impact. And this is your host, Priyanka Kumla, joining you on our 102 episode. Yeah, we've crossed our 100th episode and we're so excited to continue this wonderful momentum. Thank you to each one of you for making this podcast what it is today. And a quick reminder, do continue to follow me, Priyanka Komla, and a Career Leadership Podcast page on LinkedIn to receive our LinkedIn Live notifications. If you're watching this on YouTube, do hit the like and subscribe. And for all our podcast lovers, do give us a like, a subscribe, and a review and a rating to help us understand how this podcast is helping you become a better version of yourself. And on that topic of becoming a better version of yourself, you know, one of the things I've wondered during the pandemic is how do we continue to be happy? You know, how do we create the best versions of ourselves? And I've been in this quest to figure out where happiness lies. And I thought I should look no further than bringing in my special guest of the day, Neeta Jain, who's joining us from New Jersey. Hey, Neeta, welcome to the show. Hi, Priyanka. Thank you so much for having me. So lovely to be here. Such a pleasure to have you, Neeta. And Neeta is such as, uh, you know, is one of those admired women who's focused on health and wellness. So let me give you a bit of background as to who she is and why you should be listening to the show. So Neeta started as a technologist, like what most of us Asians do. So she's a technologist by trade, but is now a health coach and an online wellness entrepreneur by passion. Her 13-year corporate career in America included more recently working as a product manager at Amazon. She's now on a mission to create a safe space for immigrants, international and women globally as they transform into their healthiest and strongest themselves. Such a pleasure having you on the show, Neeta. And I'm excited to know how to be how do I be happy, you know, by having the session with you. And in this next hour, I'm going to figure out a lot of in-depth, you know, wellness tips and tricks. So are you ready for it? Totally. Let's do it. Yeah, let's dive into it. All right. So Neeta, let me get started with your grandma's wisdom. I know this is one of mm. the, the wellness philosophies that you strongly believe in. Mm. So let's talk about your grandmom, who's been very impactful in terms of what you're doing today and a nostalgic memory that you have with her that you'd be willing to share with our listeners. Sure. Yeah. So, so her Shakti, like you said, is, is for, um, is a safe space for immigrant women. And oftentimes as immigrants, we, um, we come from really rich um, ancestral diet theories and grandma's food wisdom. And, um, you know, having gone through my, my own immigrant journey here in America um, and having had some health issues and, you know, how it, in my journey I realized food is medicine, um, I also realized that grandma's wisdom can be deeply empowering. And when I really look back to uh, to my grandma, who we um, we very fondly called referred to her as Gigi, um, um, she you know like she was really all about eating a lot of vegetables and a really plain simple diet. Um, so in terms of like and I you know I'll maybe in terms of that nostalgic memory, what literally comes up in my mind about my grandmother who. We call, you know, I call her Gigi. She's no more on this planet. Um, is is you know the bottle gourd vegetable um, dudhi? It's called dudhi in Central India and Loki in North India, and that was one thing that she literally ate every day. It was literally like part of her dinner. It was she would make um, the halwa like a like a sweet dish out of it, and um, that's and now like obviously there's so much research around all the health benefits, and in India 
you know, there are juices and juice powders made of, from bottle gourd. And so when I think of like my grandma's food wisdom, I think of that vegetable and just a lot of like green vegetables and fresh, simple food preparations. You know, I, I wonder because, you know, I have nostalgic memories with my own grandparents. Uh, they used to live in a different state back in India. And we used to mm -hmm. enjoy the summer vacations where we used to have like healthy, sumptuous meals. And today mm -hmm. we're all focused on eating in limited portions, checking our macros for every single thing that we eat. Uh, but yeah. people back in those days, they ate as much as you know, the amount of sweat and blood they put into their daily routines. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, that's that's very nostalgic. Yeah, and, and I love what you said that, right? Like it was not like measured and macros. It was more intuitive and mindful eating. And we were, we had a lot more just like awareness about our appetite and our hunger pangs. And um, actually that is one of the things that I talk about within the happy method. So would you like me to share the three, the three tenets of? Absolutely. But before we get in there, you know, um, just a quick reminder to our listeners, for those who are joining us live, please yeah. drop in a quick hello and the country that you're tuning in from. One lucky listener is going to get a free wellness session with Neeta herself so you can unveil your own happy system. So, Neeta, before we delve into the wellness philosophy, you know, I'm curious about, you know, as a wellness coach, how do you see happiness? How do you define happiness? Mm, it's so happiness is it's probably like the, the existential question that all of us human beings have and have always had since the beginning of time. And, you know, of course, in our in our visions, and I do a lot of vision building exercise in the beginning, um, you know, when I'm coaching someone, um, there is, of course, the vision of being, you know, healthy and, you know, hiking a mountain. And at the end of it, it is really like um, a pure state of joy that everybody is really looking for. And it's, you know, to me, the way I define happiness is being like really in alignment with with your your life's mission or your soul's purpose. And, you know, being in that state of flow where there's less friction, right? Like when you're in alignment with your strengths, your mission, your life's mission, uh, you are in that state of joy. Um, and to me, being in that alignment with your higher self is happiness. And in fact, what I use when I'm coaching is this wellness wheel, which is like what, I, what we call the circle of life. And it has different sectors, right? Varying from your satisfaction level with your job, your health, spirituality, finances. There's also a sector in that wheel called joy. And it's, it's such a personal interpretation of it. But it's, it's, it's very interesting to see how how much joy people have in their life. And it's oftentimes not in isolation, it's determined by all these other aspects and dimensions of our life, our relationships, um, our home environment, financial security, and like your joy with, with your satisfaction level, with your finances, with your career, with your education. Okay, you know, yeah, one of the, right, and thank you for sharing how you define your own happiness, because that's something that I'm always curious about, especially as somebody who has a, you know, who has a view at a very higher plane, given you've mastered this field. Oh, I wouldn't say that, but thank you. <laughs> so let me ask this to you, Nita. You know, as humans, why do we even need to be happy? You know, because we always hear this phrase that you have to be happy and be happy with what you have. I mean, what's, can you interpret our, that feeling or that emotion for us? Yeah, I think, you know, um, 
you know, that's such a good question, Priyanka. Because when we're, you know, when um, my son is four years old and I'm just thinking of like when we are born, our natural state is of happiness, right? Of course, we come out crying, but, you know, we're uh, we wired to be happy. And that's just our natural state of being. And there are other aspects, right? It could be illness, it could be, you know, um, you know, a physical, a physical issue, or it could be an emotional or a mental issue that could come in the way of being happy and joyful. But that's, that's really our natural um, state. And we always want to be in harmony with our natural state. So that's just always our quest. It's for us to get back into equilibrium, just like how our body is, is wired to, you know, be at 98.7 degrees Fahrenheit, like, and no matter what, our body just knows its natural state of homeostasis. Similarly, we are wired to be in that natural state of happiness. And we always seek that. You know, that's very true. And, you know, I keep wondering, kids are always happy, and they don't need a reason to be happy. But we as adults, you know, complicate situations and then try to find happiness out of all these. So true. So let's get into your wellness philosophy. You have the three mm -hmm. tenets, and I know happy method is one aspect of it. So let us delve deeper into the wellness yeah. philosophy that you believe in. Yes. So Harshakti's wellness philosophy that has, like you said, three tenets. The first one is the what I call the happy method. And what that means is that we, each one of us, is a unique expression in, the, in this universe. Um, so no one diet and or one lifestyle is, you know, like we're not, there's no one size fits all. There's a unique happy method for each one of us. And that's where mindful, intuitive eating, like we were discussing about, like when you went to your grandparents' home and you know, we intuitively ate and nourished ourselves um, with food or with, you know, with all these other aspects. And so it's about finding that unique system for yourself. And it could mean a unique way of moving, a way of eating. And so like when you have these diet fads and, you know, of eating in a certain way or eliminating certain food aspects, uh, it may not work for everybody. And so what I encourage people to do, and it's a big part of my coaching is to, is to help people find that personalized, custom, happy method for themselves. So that's number one. Number two is grandma's wisdom that we also spoke about slightly before is that, uh, and because my mission is to empower immigrant women in corporate America, um, I really I really encourage my, my audience to like leverage their grandma's wisdom. And we all come from different parts of not just India, but different parts of the world. And we've eaten certain things, and then when we sort of, you know, try, you know, come immigrate into another country, um, the new foods or the new diet fads may may take us away from our our ancestral food wisdom. So the second one is like to really use your grandma's wisdom as one of your tools for well-being. <clears throat> and the third one is as of being a whole person. So. Um, and I often say that, that if you are in a career that brings you no joy, or if say you're in a relationship or a marriage or partnership that is abusive in any way, then no amount of having a kale salad or that green juice is going to fix the underlying foundational problem. And so, you know, and this was something, this is right when I was in the beginning of my own wellness journey. I, in fact, when I joined the nutrition school, when I quit my tech career, I actually joined the nutrition school to eat better. 
And um, the thing is what I realized personally was that I was already eating really well. I've always been uh, very conscious of my diet. I've been pretty active. My my problem was stress management and some of, you know, like being burnt out in, in, uh, in my career. And so oftentimes it's something else that, that we're trying, that we may be, you know, wearing our, uh, you know, being blinded to it. And so it's really about being a whole person and really evaluating yourself from on all these levels. And that's where that wellness wheel or circle of life comes in, where, which is like, you look at yourself as a whole person because we, everything is connected, just like how we are all connected. And, you know, 2020 was such a great reminder about that. Now, very well said, Nita. You stressed about stressed out and burned out, you know, which is some mm -hmm. of the, you know, the traits that we, you know, that we get accustomed to being part of the corporate world. So tell mm -hmm. us a little bit more about, you know, one takeaway, one advice that's worked very well for you to manage stress and burnout. Mm. Um, oh, my goodness. There's so many things. So one thing is like a mindset shift that you could um, you could have. Um, and the other thing is um, like, so one thing is internal. One thing is like actually doing something, right? Like if you were to move or dance or do yogic breath work, like we come from India, the land of yoga, if you could <clears throat> resort to pranayama, um, you know, those are some good um, stress management techniques. Um, the one thing though, the biggest one is to be, to know your strengths and passions. A lot of stress and anxiety comes about when we're not in alignment with who we truly are. And now that's a big one, right? Like it's much easier to go for the dance class and to go for, um, to do, you know, of course, get, I definitely encourage everybody to do yogic breath work. That's however temporary, but I mean, I think of like the mindset, you know, like being, knowing your, um, your strengths and living in alignment with 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 your strengths as much as possible would get you in that state of joy and not in that state of stress. So, you know, like a lot of, I see as immigrants, a lot of us are in careers that are very stressful also because we're not passionate about it or it's not in alignment with our unique strengths. So that would be like a big one, but I know it takes time to figure that out. You know, that's very true. Finding alignment requires a lot of soul searching. You know, you got to look inwards yeah. to figure out what exactly makes you happy. It's not just the external factors, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I'm so glad you've aced that curve. Still in the process. <laughs> but yeah, that would be the big one, the biggest of all. Thank you. So you spoke about creating a safe space for immigrant women, especially, you know, once mm -hmm. you pack your bags, move to a different country, and then you're trying to carve a life and a career. What is the recurring pattern that you see with a lot of people that you meet from the immigrant community? What kind of challenges that, uh, you know, you see as a recurring data pattern? So, uh, so big, uh, biggest part of my, my audience is women. And uh, this was my own journey with like having moved um, geographically from being living very close to the equator to coming to the northern part of this hemisphere, like a huge shift in, in the, the, the climate not just a geographical shift, led to a huge shift internally in my body in terms of hormones. So one of the things that is very common is hormone disruption. And that was my own journey in terms of having PCOS, uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome, 
and having this long journey with infertility. And I talk about that on our platform and um, not having enough resources and like adapting to a new diet uh, and even just marrying your, your ancestral diet theories with the modern foods that you're exposed to. Uh, or the, the the local produce and seasonal produce that you're exposed to. So what I see is this big shift in our in our hormones and our in our sort of bodies, which leads to different things, right? You could have something like PCOS, which I experienced. Um, you could have like this sudden weight gain. So there, are, um, that's that's something that's the most common in term in the, one of the most common complaints that we hear. You know that's. That's a very hard journey, and I'm so glad you're very open about you know some of the challenges that you face because you know it's still a, a taboo in, in yeah. some part of the society. You know, sharing some of the vulnerabilities we as women go through through different stages of our life. So true, and it's been a journey for me to even speak on a podcast like yours about it because I would not before. You know, I'm so, so been- glad. I'm so glad you're bringing your raw, authentic persona because that's what we love best about having amazing guests like you so when you look back at this journey Nita what kept you going you know because you had to accustom yourself you know from a wellness perspective from a mindset perspective and here you are as a nourished goddess so oh my goodness (laughs) tell us how this how this feels when you look back yeah and I also want to you know as thank you so much for your kind words but I also want to you know, I always embrace this for myself and, you know, talk about it to my clients, my friends, family, is that you could be a work in progress and a masterpiece at the same time. And, you know, wellness, um, wellness is always a journey, you know, there's, it's as long as you're moving in the right direction, taking the small baby steps, you're good, you know. Um, And so it's definitely what I always tell, it's like a journey, not a destination. So there's, you know, we, there's always something we could be doing better, but there's also so much to celebrate where we are today. Like I'm a work in progress as well as a masterpiece right now. And so are you and so is everybody. Um, so that's very important. Um, important to just, just uh, st- say, but um, was was your question around what, what, kept, you go- what kept you going? Like, yeah. Hmm. So... So when I was, you know, I guess I think what keeps, you know, what keeps all of us going is something that's rooted very deep in our childhood. Um, so for me, when I was, uh, you know, growing up in India, I grew up in Mumbai, uh, in the central part of India. And uh, I think one of the first sort of feedback that I got was about, you know, was around sports and, you know, how I would run and, um, I was, I got into sports and I was an athlete for, a, for some portion of my like, you know, youth. And when I became, a, when I was a new mom and I was stressed out in a corporate career here, I felt very disconnected from who I was when I was a child. Uh, I felt disconnected from my body as well, emotion, as well as emotionally. I almost couldn't recognize myself. So that was the biggest one, like, cause I was like, that's not me. You know, I used to be so health conscious and all of the above and I didn't feel that when I was a new mom. And um, that's where my my own health and wellness journey began. Although I feel like I was all, always been on it, but there was a bit of a sort of a pause or a disruption there. And um, <clears throat> I also felt when I was went to the nutrition school, I really joined it for my own, for myself and my, my own family. I didn't really think at the time that I would actually pivot 
my, because I was still working, I didn't think I would actually pivot into this completely. Um, but I also noticed this other trend that in health and wellness that in America, that there were mostly um, Americans and Caucasians who were accessing um, health coaching and the ones who were providing were also, uh, you know, they looked and were the same, right? But um, in terms of immigrants and women of color, there weren't, they weren't really well represented either. Like we didn't join that field. Um, you know, typically as immigrants, we, because of social conditioning, we are here to be doctors or engineers. And so there's very few of us here. And um, the diet theories, the foods that we come from are also unique. And so I felt there was this, there was this space to offer this. And, you know, like I felt like I'd, I had a few insights along my own health and wellness journey, and I just wanted to spread that message uh, to a broader audience here. And then that keeps me going even now. Like, I feel like I have to walk my talk. And, and of course, I have my own uh, bad days, right? None of us are perfect. Uh, all of our work in progress, right? And so, but because I feel that there is that gap uh, and lack of representation uh, for women of color, and immigrant women here in the health and wellness space, um, I feel very called to, to fill that gap. You know, that's really impressive. And I want to say thank you so much on behalf of the Asian diaspora, Nita, because there's uh -huh. definitely a vacuum out there as we were talking prior to the live, saying like, hey, mm -hmm. we don't get to see a lot of health and wellness coaches. I, I see Shweta Wickram, who was one of our recent guests on the show and one of our mutual connections as well. She's a fabulous yeah. woman. and. She's into yeah. wellness and, you know, I see you. So there are a very handful of women who are really focused on elevating other women. And, you know, that's like the perfect message for the International Women's Day on March 8th. It's how do women I, elevate yeah. each other? I, I was so excited, Priyanka, that, um, you know, that um, it's such a good synchronicity that we're talking on March 7th and tomorrow is International Women's Day. And we're talking about how all of us, all of us women are goddesses, right? Shakti. In our own Shakti, way. That's very true. So what is one message that you would give to our listeners, especially women, women of color on International Women's Day? Mm. Uh, oh, my goodness. What's coming to me? And I guess it's really stemming from, you know, uh, the year of the pandemic, 2020, is really kindness to yourself, right? Like us women, um, in general, women, we are pretty hard on ourselves as whether we are moms, there's that mom guilt, there's always, there's always, it's a bit struggle, especially for us who come from India, where there's a lot more social conditioning, it's a little harder for women to just be a little more kinder to themselves. So I would say um, really being, you know, really being compassionate to your, towards yourself and it could look, you know, very, different for all of us but like treating yourself the way you treat your best friend so like oftentimes that self-talk we have when we mess up or we don't do things perfectly like if our best friend did it we would be so kind to her or him and so um i would maybe keep that in mind as because it's all it's that it's that self-talk that can really hold us back and really bring our energy down and so Talk to, your, talk to yourself like your best friend. It's pretty hard to do, though. You know, but that's one of the, the fabulous ways in which we, we become a better version of ourselves. Because when we, who, bet, who better than us knows how to treat ourselves? You know, that's the way I look at it. Love and be that. your own best friend to begin with. Love that. 
Thank you. So let's talk about, you know, working professionals, especially entrepreneurs, immigrants. You know, the pandemic has hit us hard. You know, there's a lot of burnout, stress management. And as you mentioned, a lot of guilt about the different roles that we play and making mm -hmm. sure we meet standards, our own expectations. So what is one advice you would give, especially for the entrepreneurship community? Entrepreneurship community. Okay. You know, it's so the entrepreneurs actually have a very different kind of burnout because there is no start and end as such. It's like there's all self-regulation that needs to happen. For some people, self-regulation is is their, their default nature. But for some of us, uh, my, my guilty hand is up here. Self-regulation needs, you know, you need to think and plan that, whether it's calendar, whether it's telling your partners to keep you accountable, whether it's rules about keeping your phone away. Uh, but what I'm trying to get to is really the sleep pandemic, you know, like that's like this lack of sleep and poor sleep hygiene would be something that's it's so sneaky. But um, and it's also not very glamorous to be sleeping, you know, on time and sleeping eight hours, right? Like there's no good Instagram story that can come out of it, right? Like you can post about your workouts, you can post about that beautiful food that you made, all of that is great. But um, I would say like the sleep and hydration, those would be, and those are so foundational, but that's like the first thing that if anybody comes and works with me, like I've always check in stress levels, sleep situation and um, hydration. I would say those, those are hard for all of us. And with entrepreneurs, I feel the sleep thing becomes a little more challenging because of lack of self-regulation, because there's no structure and there's so much flexibility that then you could you could suffer from the sleep issue a little more. You know, I'm so glad you you are emphasizing on that because sleeping, having a restful night is very important. And that makes a whole lot of difference. And I've experienced it personally, because most of the mm -hmm. times, you know, you are multitasking, you have your phone in your hand trying to get through the to-do list. And then you look at your time and I'm like, oh my goodness, it's almost like past midnight. I should have gone to sleep way, you know, way earlier than that. But on days mm -hmm. where, you know, I'm like at 9 p.m., I'm done for the day. You know, though it's like a weekend, I want to sleep on time. And I've realized, mm -hmm. you know, this is something that was astonishing to me after like, um, you know, it wasn't like I forced myself to do it, but your body cycle automatically adjusts. So when you, if you sleep at nine or 10, your body mm -hmm. automatically wakes up at like 6.30 in the morning. And, you know, I, I just did a small experiment with myself. And uh, mm -hmm. on days when I sleep by 10, I realized I, I wear a Fitbit uh, to bed when I sleep uh -huh. just as a part of my experiment. And at, you know, 6.57, I woke up consistently for three days in a row and there was no alarm clock. But I was uh -huh. so surprised how my body was waking me up at that exact time. And then I realized mm. there's so much of importance to sleep. I mean, I hear a lot from experts, but if you put it into practice, your body really picks it up so quickly. I love that. And kudos to you to like to do this experiment and uh, you actually figure. So it sounds like six six fifty seven was your sort of my sweet spot. <laughs> love that. Um, yeah, that, that's great that you did that. And uh, and did you feel like a lot more rested? Because it's like one thing is the quantity and the other is quality. Did you feel like more rested? Very true, Nita. Uh, you know, especially if you put your, your phone out of your hands before you mm -hmm. go to sleep, your eyes have like a different, uh, you know, how do I explain it? You're, they're so fresh. They're so refreshed, I should, I should say. When you wake up in the morning, you're not feeling that, the kind of that laziness in your eyes where you feel like your eyes are literally drained. <laughs> And that yeah. happens because, you know, if you 
put off your phone and then you you sleep like in a dark room and then you go into that peaceful sleep and then you wake up refreshed and i've seen my energy levels continue mm-hmm. um to sustain for a longer period of time during the day and on days where you know for me the challenge is i don't nap during the day you know that's something that i've never done all my life so all i have to wait for is like the end of the day which is when i can put myself to a restful sleep uh, but it was interesting and you know the funny thing was like uh, you know the smart watches track your sleep cycles so mm-hmm. i could actually see for the first time in my life the amount of time i went into a deep sleep my rem sleep the different stages through a chart and i was really astonished saying like okay i sleep well during a certain period of nights and then i you know before my body wakes up i uh, kind of flicker back and forth so that was just an interesting observation i thought i'll share with my listeners love that yeah yeah there is the second wind of energy you could get if you don't get horizontal before 10 pm so what i recommend in some as part of sleep hygiene is and you pointed to such good points right like you know darken the the room put that blue light device which is our phone maybe out of the room what i you know what one could also do is go traditional if you need a, an alarm clock like get the traditional ones you know so cheap and you could get that and keep that fo- phone maybe even outside your bedroom that's one thing that i know a lot of us like oh no how can i even do that keep my phone outside my room um but um but yeah that's that's pretty cool that you did that Yeah I hope I continue to sustain it it's kind of so hard where you always want to check on your social media just be on top of things but i've realized the yeah. world can wait sometimes and you know if i have the energy levels that i need to sustain throughout the day i'm in a much better position um, you know rather than just being very curious and anxious about checking a lot of things yeah oh my god there's a f- the fear of missing out for more right it's pretty real <laughs> i know yeah so you know you have a very you know happy state of mind is what we can see but tell us this neeta how do you handle low moments in your life mm yes um my practice is is journaling gratitude journaling so and if you don't like journaling like i'm a lot i'm totally a pen to paper kind of person uh at least when i'm really low like that's like how, what gets me out of it uh but really and there's so much research in terms of gratitude and what that does and the research is basically um you know for every five positive every um negative thought requires i think five positive thoughts to combat it and so what gratitude immediately does is it shifts your perspective um and it could be the smallest thing um i use a journal you could just keep it simple and write um something in your you know your phone the, the notepad or something towards the end of the day um the other thing is like when you wake up in the morning and like you know you're getting out of the bed and i this is not my thing i've i've i heard it from i think it was dr wayne dyer he's no more on the planet but he basically like when he get up you know he would count three things he's grateful for that morning before he even got out of the bed so when you keep your one foot down the other foot down and you actually get up you have three things it could be three things that So I would say when you're low um and it's really hard to go into that gratitude state and it's but when you write it it kind of like registers in our memory. So I would say like gratitude journaling or gratitude saying would be ways to ways to like get out of that state. That's very true and I love Wayne Dyer's sound meditation. I think the positive oh, yeah. affirmations really helps set the intention of the day no matter what's happening in your mind. I think it just shuts down that internal self talk and negative chatter in your brain. Mhm. 
So yes. we have a fun rapid fire round for you, Nita. Are you ready for it? Oh, yes. Love that. Let's do awesome. It. So you tell us the first thing that comes to your mind when I say the following okay. and in one word, role model. Mm, oh, my goodness. Uh, there is this amazing human called Mona Khan, um, who um, she's a dance entrepreneur. She is from Mumbai. Um, she was a senior in my school. And, you know, I, I love dancing myself. And, you know, I remember like when I saw her first dance in my school, I, um, I was like, I need to learn to dance. I love dancing. Um, and she's inspired and has had this impact on so many people from India and now in US. And she's actually an amazing dance entrepreneur having a huge impact and touching so many lives in, in this country. Uh, so her name is Mona Khan. And what I loved about her was like, she was not, even ta not only talented and intelligent, really kind person, really, uh, really humble and kind. So that's awesome. We need more people like her on this planet. We, we totally do. Yeah. What does happiness mean to you? Oh, um, living in alignment with my um, highest self. And I'm so glad we've spoken about happiness all day long on this podcast. <laughs> yes, yeah, I love that. How do we define, how do you define success? Uh, so it's, it's meant uh, such different things for me over my life. Um, I think success is about, uh, I think, taking care of my big rocks in my life and being happy. And everybody has different rocks in their life, um, whether it's, you know, my family, my, my son um, and my, you know, living my again, going back to the previous thing, like living in alignment with my sort of life's mission, my soul's purpose and having impact. Um, that would be like taking care of my big rocks in my life. That would be successful. That's a wonderful reminder to all of us as well. What is one fun thing about Nita that you can share exclusively with our career leadership listeners? Uh, one fun thing about me. Um, oh my gosh. Like, can I talk to myself? That's maybe an embarrassing thing. I don't, <laughs> I talk to myself. I mean, at times like that's how I, I, um, because I think it's like, well, not too many people know about the way I talk to myself. That's the fun thing about me. Hey, when I like to dance. <laughs> there you go. What is your native language and one word to describe yourself in it? Um, what is my native language? What was the second part? And one word to describe your name in it or yourself in it? Oh, oh my goodness. Um, my native language is, um, well, I'm originally from Rajasthan. And... Um, so the language that we speak at home, that native native language would be uh, Malvi. It's a dialect, uh, a Rajasthani dialect. Although I grew up speaking Hindi, Marathi, and I, and my, I would understand my parents speaking Malvi. Um, one word to describe me would be uh, yeah, passion, passionate. And I don't know how that translates in Malvi. So do you speak Malvi? So... Um, I speak very broken Malvi because it's not such a popular language. Uh, there are very few people who uh, speak it, but my parents would speak it. But just like how um, if you don't have it in school and you don't have practice, I don't have the confidence to speak it. So I probably um, I'm more fluent in Marathi and Hindi, of course, uh, than my own like native native language. Because in India, we say native place. 
So for me, even though I was born and brought up in Mumbai, like I think of Rajasthan and you know Chittor, where where my family is from, as to be the native place. Awesome. That sounds great. We're going to learn a little bit of Marathi from you towards the end of the episode. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, you know, it's a fun way. You know, I learned a little bit of Portuguese from my guest last week. So, uh-huh. I'm on this I'm on this experimentation mode to learn a lot more languages for my guests. So, that's the win-win here. Oh, I have uh, to ask forgiveness from all my Maharashtrian friends. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's fine. It's fun. So, um, before we figure out that experiment, given that we've reached the end of the episode, I would love to get your parting parting thoughts to our listeners. Mm. Yes. Um given that I am a um a wellness coach, I would I would say drink more water, sleep more and just reflect on some of the favorite foods that your grandma ate or that she cooked for you that you enjoyed as in your childhood when you sort of visited her or it some of us had the luxury of living with our grandparents and so just reflecting a little bit more on on what you ate as a child would be something i'd give as a thought exercise <laughs> i love that and to our listeners this was the fun episode on how do you become happy with our wellness coach neeta jain but i'm going to leave you with three takeaways on our episode 102 one being be your best friend and two I love Neeta's way of talking to yourself. I think that's just an interesting uh, <laughs> exercise that we can do with ourselves. And three, sleeping, exercising—you know, whatever gives you happiness, internally and externally. Those are two ways. Journaling is another way. So, sleeping, exercising, journaling, meditating—these are some quick ways in which you can start leading a better version of yourself. So, I hope this episode is going to create a more impactful and uh, you know uh, an actionable way in which you can look at your life by some of the key takeaways that Neeta has shared with us so thank you so much for joining listeners and we have a free mentoring session still up for grabs so we're going to keep the lines open and after the end of the episode you can go to our youtube or linkedin live and look at the post and post a key takeaway and we'll pick one live or a replay listener as part of our free mentoring session neeta before i let you go we're going to practice a marathi here so oh my goodness We would ask our listeners to subscribe to Career Leadership Podcast, and why should they subscribe as well? So let's pick up a a line and translate it to Marathi, and you're going to teach me that. Okay, so first of all, Priyanka, I want to say thank you so much for having uh, having me over. I really enjoyed chatting with you, uh, and I I love how you are creating stories and um, how you're creating the safe space for us. to and you bringing us together right through this medium and uh, so I'm so grateful for you so for everybody yes please subscribe uh I don't know how to say subscribe in marathi but I'll say let's do it now I'll say ata karun tak ata karun tak okay yeah. ata karun tak career leadership <laughs> podcast <laughs> yes subscribe now <laughs> awesome thank you so much and i enjoyed learning marathi how do i say thank you in marathi um so so i guess dhanyawad is hindi and uh, i think that's dhanyawad only okay i should say dhanyawad neeta for teaching me marathi and this was such a pleasure for me to host you on the show and get to learn a lot of interesting aspects about life and how you look at wellness and your philosophy so best wishes as you've pivoted your career from being a technologist oh. to 
helping others succeed. And I think that's a wonderful reminder on International Women's Day to women out there, be your best selves and don't dim your light for anybody else. I think that's the biggest takeaway as well. And thank you so much for joining us. And as Neeta rightly pointed out in Marathi, do subscribe to us by following me, Priyanka Komla, and the Career Leadership Podcast page on LinkedIn. So if you're watching this on LinkedIn, give us a like and a comment. And if you're watching this on YouTube, give us a like and subscribe. To all our podcast lovers, leave us a review and a rating to help us understand how this podcast has helped you become a better version of yourself. Until another episode that's going to happen next Sunday, exactly at 1 p.m. Eastern. This is your host, Priyanka Komla, signing off from Career Leadership Podcast, a podcast to spotlight purpose-driven nation leaders making an impact. Thank you, everyone. Bye, Nita. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.